This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? It's your boy, Gabris. The number one fuckboy is on tour in Texas in early February. Please check me out. Uh, 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 Thursday, February 6th at White Oak Music Hall in Houston, Texas. My guest will be Stephanie Whittles Walks. Check me out in the North Door in Austin, Texas on uh, February 7th on Friday. My guests will be Chris Cubis and Brian Gar, local Austin comics who I'm a huge fan of. And then, of course, Saturday, February 8th at the Sons of Herman Hall in Dallas, Texas, we're doing live action boys. So that's right. I'm flying Stanger and Rogers in. The February 8th show is not a high and mighty podcast. It's an official action boys live episode. Get your tickets now at headgum.com slash live or keep an eye peeled on my Instagram and Twitter because I'll be uh, promoting the shit out of this in the next couple of weeks. Check it out, y'all. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, standing six foot one, 307 pounds, out of Long Island, New York, it's the number one fuckboy, oh, Johnny G. Joining me as always in this High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Yes, and there he is. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first time guest, long time friend. We got Craig Lowy Low. Lowy Low makes it sound like you have like a kid's name. You're, we call you Lowy. It makes it sound like I definitely drive NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that my other like uh, my be- my best friend who's a a small, loud Australian is named Paul Young, but everyone calls him Youngie. Youngie. Yeah. Hey, it's Youngie. Yeah. And, now, and then once we started playing rugby together in New York, it became Yummy. Because <laughs> we all gave each other like weirdly homoerotic nicknames. Obviously, I'm Gay Bruce. <laughs> Learning so much in the first minute already. Yeah. 
Well, Craig Lowe, welcome to High and Mighty. I'm glad we finally figured this out. I, yeah. love, I messaged you about doing this, and then I was like, give me your email. I'll email you about it. And when I emailed you, I realized we had emailed about this yeah. nine months we, ago. We did this nine months ago. You're like, do you want to come on? I was like, yeah, but I'm not here. And you were like, circle back. And then I circled back, and then we both forgot. And then you were like, here's my number. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've texted you. And then I went back, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've texted him when I was blackout at Universal Studios. I think I texted you something like, my girlfriend fucking loves Lauren Lopkiss. And you were like, yeah, tight. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what you texted me. I was like, all right, well, see you soon, man. <laughs> cool, man. Great chat. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Uh, how are things, Lo? Man, things are great. I'm uh, <laughs> just ready to attack this fucking new year with a new me. 2020. Well, interesting. You're a pro. That's a little bit of a segue. Seggy. A little bit of a, a little seggy, mate. <laughs> Get yourself a little bit of a seggy now. Um, we have ourselves a segue into what we want to talk about. We want to talk about self-care yep. for the boys. For the man, baby. <laughs> for the men. Yeah. And we are understanding that in 2020, self-care is for everybody. <laughs> now it is, apparently. Yeah, but we just know that men are hesitant to even use the term self-care. Yeah. Because it's... Sa- but... Once you realize, once someone articulates, because I'm just like, oh, I don't really take, I don't fit in bathtubs, and I don't use bath bombs, <laughs> so I don't do self-care. And someone's like, well, self-care is also meditating, going to the gym, using yeah. a sauna. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind, never mind, backing off, backing yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I think we all used to, like, as dudes, we were all just like, oh, you just going to go meditate? All right, fag. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then a lot of us were getting anger issues, <laughs> like ruining friendships. And then it just took one of us to be like, Hey man, sage ain't that bad. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you know what? I do enjoy a candle in my. Uh, oh yeah, uh, it is peaceful. And now I've got all these things that used to be like because of some masculine construct, construct something that you'd be like, well, I don't. Now I got friends. I'm like, yo, what lotion do you use? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. this has changed. When I was a kid, I was, you know, like when I was younger, you were so afraid to be called, uh, you know, so afraid to get like a homophobic insult uh, thrown oh. your way. Yeah, and now you're thing. like, and now you're like, wait a minute, I, I missed out. Uh, Gary Goldman in his special talks about how his, his people were so tough on him about that Sprite was a gay drink and he never drank Sprite despite he wanted yeah. Sprite so bad but he always ordered Coke because if he ordered Sprite someone would call him gay. Bro, I quit rollerblading because of that joke about rollerblading. <laughs> I know. Someone's like, what's the hardest part about being a rollerblader? Tell her you parents are gay. I know. I was like, well, I guess I gotta stop in line skating now. I guess that's how I catch it. Yeah. And then you move to LA and you're just like, Oh, okay. I was dumb. Yeah, that was a great way to travel. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I remember when I was a kid, I was so afraid of being mocked for wearing a helmet uh, that when my mom said <laughs> that when my mom said, um, "If you ride your bike, you have to wear a helmet." It's the law, and it became the law in New York when yeah. I was like fourteen, and I was like, just put my bike in the garage and never rode it again. I was just like, no. <laughs> and I was like, that's insane to me. That was my method of transportation. Yeah. I had like, I, that's like, oh, uh, I got to wear a seatbelt in the car. Fuck the car. Yeah. <laughs> but that, you know what's But weird? I was so afraid to get made fun of, and yes. I can't believe I existed. I, I made choices based on that for so long. But we all did. Every uh, Guys in our age bracket, we're in this weird moment between- It doesn't help that I'm from Long Island and you're from Australia. No. Two like, places aggressive. that are w- kind of closed-minded yeah. and- yeah. Uh, not for the right reasons, but believe themselves to be macho. <laughs> got to be macho. You got like any sign of aggression. You got to be down to fight like immediately, yeah. like for no apparent reason. Even like instead of figuring out your problem solving skills, it's like guess I got to smash this guy with a bottle. <laughs> it's like it's two, it's it's four p.m. at a Chili's. It's time to rock. But like we grew up and like our dads and all that were macho macho dudes, and then 
we get to a point now when women are like, hey, um, it'd be nice if you guys could talk about your feelings. And we're like, we wanted to forever, but we didn't know we were allowed. Yeah, I mean, it like it was like considered soft to be yeah. like open about anything. Yeah. You know, like I we would like you would get called gay if you said you liked a girl. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's how we, that's how wound tight my yep. my peer group was in the in, and it's the nineties. Yes, and it's new and it's Long Island. And be like, dude, I think I have a crush on Joanne, and they'd be like, dude, that's gay. You yeah, can't have crushes. I'm like, yeah. but it is a girl. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanna. Yeah, I'm, I'm so obviously this is a heterosexual feeling. Yeah, You're like but crush, dude, come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, fine, I don't like her. <laughs> and, you, and you look back on any of the movies we loved from that era, like from nineties uh, to the two thousands, and they would just use homophobic slurs as punchlines that back then you were like nailed it and now as a grown-up i'm like all my friends who were gay at that age must have felt terrible must have been brutal. These. i uh, i rewatch a lot of old movies for action Bo- this podcast action boys yeah and a lot of shit you're like i can't believe this is what i grew up watching yes. yeah. like the show Mo- the movie monster squad which is four kids has like this insane body shaming scene, like roasting this kid for being fat, like mean, cr- stepping on a Snickers bar oh, and making him eat that. it. And then the other kid shows up, the yeah. bu- the non-bully bully. Yeah, the, the guy with like who wears jacket. loafers and like has a yeah. use lights a cigarette with matches. But then also, <laughs> there's so much homophobic shit in that. So and I'm much. like, I can't believe. Mm. And we and that was just everywhere. And then I mean. Even all the way up until Apatow, they stopped using like the F word and like aggressive stuff. Yeah. But they still started doing like, uh, dude, don't be gay. That's yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, the only time I drop an F bomb is when I'm doing an impression of someone. But if I'm at my home and it goes into my brain, I'm very quick to be like, don't you? S-? Or when I get real angry in traffic, just yeah. from years of being. I know I'm allowed to say this word, and now I find myself, I'll be like, stop, do some breathing exercises. (laughs) We used to literally call everything gay. In like seventh or eighth grade, be like, oh, we got homework? That's gay. Yeah. And we didn't even mean it like gay, but we were using the word gay to mean something negative. Yeah, (laughs) like like you'd say, you're going to go hang out with your girlfriend, homo? You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, Am I going to go spend time with my other heterosexual partner? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I am. What me and Craig are saying is retroactively cancel us for our behavior from 25 years ago. Yeah, (laughs) which is terrifying now as a coming up comedian because I sit there at night staring at the roof like, did I say anything in 2007 to anyone? I don't know. Uh, Oh, I for sure did, but I'm happy... I think we I think saying that we used to be wrong and yes. now I've learned is important because I think people rather than say I'll change or they'll say like I can't admit that I've been wrong so I have to just double down and go I should be able to say this. I feel like that's the oh attitude cuz so many people yeah. just want to be right. So many yeah. people just want to win yes. that they think if they say like all right, I got to stop saying the n word yeah. that they are losing something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's okay you, you, maybe we all used to be scumbags. <laughs> like, you know, let's, yeah. let's, we've, ch- we're changing. Yeah. Let's, but let's cop to that so other people feel okay to go from being a piece of shit to being slightly more uh, yeah. open minded. Well, yeah. weirdly, I read that in a self help book called, it was called Emotional First Aid, but it was about if you apologize to someone, you need to clarify that you understand what you did was wrong. The worst apology is that bullshit when someone does this. Well, I'm sorry that made you feel this way. Right. Because what you're doing, you're just putting it on the other person. Deflecting. You're like, this is because you're a little bitch. Instead of being like, what I said was hurtful. I'm sorry. I have to do that so many times now. 
And there's nothing worse as a comedian. You've seen it on Twitter. When someone tries to double down as like a hardcore comedian or edgy, like, well, why can't I say it? Why should I get fired for that? It's like, bro, you can say whatever you want, but there's consequences to everything. Right. Yeah. Thought, I could, thought I could say this you can America. say You can go up to a guy who has a gun and go, shoot me in the face, motherfucker. Yeah. But if you get shot in the face, that's not like, hey, come on, you can't freedom yeah. of speech. I thought I could say it. Is this not America? Speaking of self-care, you're getting oh, yeah. a little tongue massage from Art- Artie. You got lotion on your arms? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I knew it. He loves lotion. I got a little coconut oil on mine. Wait, that's fucking awesome, by the way. Let's you just casually mentioned a self-help book you read. Yeah. What what brought you to read that? And how long ago was it? I I found that like there was like three or four really great girls I dated that I I would just implode being a creative, just being like didn't know how to fully like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there were temper tantrums, but I would just get so flustered. I would just be like, I don't know what the fuck's going on right now. Like just Bill Burrett. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that with, uh, uh, with I was talking about that with some friends where you accidentally internalize your the things you're stressed about, but yes. you don't know how to convey. Yes, I'm actually have career anxiety or blah yeah. blah blah. You don't know how to say something like that. Yeah, so you just go like bl- yell at someone in traffic. Yeah, uh, wrote shit on someone at the gym or your sig who's in the room with you yeah when they're like what's wrong you're like i told you nothing yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah you really you deflected somewhere else it wasn't meant to be i think i had a meltdown maybe it was like trader joe's someone bought like clearly 20 items and do that 15 item the express that motherfucker and then immediately the guy the next guy up was like hey how's your day doing like to take it? and i was like i don't know man maybe if someone fucking knew how to count i'd be out of here by now and this guy's just like like, oh, thanks for yelling. I'm earning $15 an hour yeah, right like, now. And you know this is not my fault at all. No, <laughs> yeah. no all I was doing was my job. Yeah. I'm sorry, little fella. So after uh, after kind of having some, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, angers, Just issues, implosions. or like, uh, you know, emotional outbursts, yeah. let's say, um, you someone recommended this book or you like sought out like one girl was nice enough to be like you're a lovely guy but you need to figure out your communication skills with other human beings Akash Singh from MTV you know yeah from what? Geico and the and the flagrant yeah. ones we, yeah we yeah. were on uh, MTV's hit TV series <laughs> joking off which uh, is where we met which uh, is where- <laughs> I can't believe we're both copping on Mike to being on the show joking oh, yeah. off <laughs> The name of it alone is humiliating. I always I've been say on shows called too. Guy Code, yeah. joking off. Yeah. Like, who the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still putting them on the reel though. Oh, yeah, that's about all that. I got. I'm dying for new credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we were in we were in a writing meeting one day just for jokes, and I said something like, "Now nah, that's trash," and he goes, "You can't just say that to people." And I was like, "Oh," and then I did that thing where you're like. Let me just look back at my life real quick and see where all the problems are. Oh, it's one hundred percent. What I'm saying is isn't. It's not wrong what I'm saying. It's wrong how I'm saying it. Right, right. So I needed to go back and learn communication skills as a fully grown adult male. You have to like, uh, like, you have to empathize or uh, consider the listener or the receiver yes. of your communication. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like, oh, I might be quick and gruff, and it might not bother me if someone talked to me like that. Yeah, but it definitely will bother other people. Uh, shout out to Akash, truth teller for a long time, like long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And all you need is a friend to go, hey man, you're, that's actually not a cool way to. T-. And then you're nah. like, oh shit, okay, <laughs> no, because <laughs> I was gonna continue to do exactly this. Yeah, I so. would have done it. And then you look at the patterns, and you're like, oh, okay. The only thing that was weird about the emotional first aid book, it was a it was a great book to read because it would be like, you know, you're internalizing this, and then 
you know how we all have fake fights in our head? That that <laughs> fake fight that that with someone that you plan on seeing later. Apparently, if you have that fake fight in your head enough times, your brain releases the same chemical as actually having the fight. So your body thinks you've already had the fight with that person. So the next time you see them, you're already angry, and that other person might not even know what's going on. Bruh, preacher to the motherfucking Weird. choir here. I do this shit to my wife. Like, so like, cause I'm home alone. Yeah. And like she'll leave something out and I'll be like, Oh fuck. I can't believe you left this out. All right, yeah. let's move this. And it's not even a big deal. But then she comes home and says anything like, Hey, did you blah, blah, blah. Ask me a question. And I'm all, I'm on uh, the fifth round of the yeah. argument I've yeah. had. And she doesn't know that. She's just like, Hey, what do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, well, why can't you make any decisions? Yeah. And she's like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I had a full on, first half of the day without you but yeah. where you were a hypothetical yeah you don't know this we already had this fight and then you said this but then I said this back yeah. and wait for it because I got this fucking dope line I was going to say to you if you said this but you also can kind of and, and, and you cheat yourself in saying that like well it's better that I have this fight in my head and I get over it but you don't get no, over it no. you kind of sit in it yep. and it happens with friends too where yep. you're like oh he's kind my, my boy's kind of annoying me man and then he shows up and you're like you got to say like, "Hey, the thing you did annoyed me." Yes. Like that's the only thing you could do. Yes. But if you like let it stew, let it stew, and then it comes out. It, we all know about this. <laughs> you saw it from your parents growing up. When my dad would flip out on me, I yeah. Would, uh, in hindsight, probably wasn't always about what I did. No, it's like ten percent <laughs> you and ninety percent everything else. I'd be like, I remember when I broke a window at the house. I didn't get in that much trouble, but one time I spilled a soda and I got like berated for a half an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my dad was going through some shit. Yeah, and that's another like your old man. They didn't they didn't have self help books back then. Like no. if my, my my dad was didn't graduate high school. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not yeah. gonna fucking give a yeah. shit about the psychology of his thought process. Yeah. 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 Men weren't meditating on Long Island in 1973. No, no. Men were drinking until they went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were drinking from when they got back from whatever they had to do until they went to bed. That was pretty yeah. much my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God my dad worked long hours so he could make forced to take 10 to 12 hours off yeah. of drinking a day. <laughs> my dad would be so angry coming home from work that. When we heard his car pull in, we would all get nervous. Me and my brothers, like every, like that's the energy. That's how much my dad hated. Wait, how his many job. brothers do you have? I have two older brothers. You're the youngest of three I'm boys. I'm the youngest sack of shit out of these three. Yeah, I'm the oldest of three boys. Are you? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is wild. The this is wild. And funny you say that because my dad worked nights. When he would come home, if we were awake, we'd all sh run to our beds and pretend to be asleep. Yeah. To not engage. Yeah. Like, we just, we like, he could be pissed. It's not yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd hear him walk in the door, and it, you'd, if you heard this, you're like, all right, all right, rooms, 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 go to the rooms. Let's just play Lego. Let's just play Lego. <laughs> So true. That sigh of like, oh shit, he's home. Because <laughs> he almost felt like he was like this. Now time to do my second job. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I've been fucking dealing with idiot adults all day. Now I gotta go home to my three fucking yeah. rats. We're like yeah. barely humans, the, the three of us. Yeah. We're like... Oh, Dad! Today, like we're, you don't know this, but today we got into like the crawl space. <laughs> yeah, <know>? like, <laughs> uh, my brother was on the roof earlier. You know, like we're just like three boys left alone is just yeah. crazy. Or you'd all do that thing where you all try and run in because, like, if you broke a window, the three of you would have to tell your version first because oh, whoever yeah. got in first, that was the version that was taken as the truth. I'm curious how often you had to eat the broken window as the youngest because uh, I'm. 
eight years older than my youngest brother and oh, okay. my and my uh and my middle brother's a couple years younger than me so when we were like 12 and 10 he was like four oh. so he got we were like he broke the lamp <laughs> it's like so he's not smart. gonna get in trouble because he's four <laughs> you know and my dad loves him because my dad's soft from hitting the first two kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's like Oh, it's okay. The, uh, you broke the lamp, and we were like, "You shut your fucking mouth. You take this. That's you so say you funny. broke it." Yeah. Did, did your youngest brother get away with the most, or did he the uh, most? Yeah, I get away with the most, and then my brother Ricky got left. Who's the eldest? Would be got your, the worst. Got the worst, and still does to this day. Same, same. I'm like, 38 years old, and I get the worst from my fucking family. Yeah, which makes no real sense because, like, I, I moved literally as far away as I could be and still live <laughs> in America. I guess Hawaii I could go to to be just another. <laughs> flight away but i'm as far away I, I i don't know who i was talking to about this but i moved to brooklyn like four months after school when i had no money to be doing that i was a pa at vh1 but i just could not live at home anymore yeah. and i was once i went to college i got a taste of not living underneath my parents i was like oh fuck this yeah and i still get the most shit it's still like well jonathan you have to do blank i'm like i don't live here yes yeah. <laughs> i haven't lived on long island in 16 years yeah. it's up to someone else to get this shit done at this point point. and it's weird that your energy here in your home you are your own man you pay your own bills on time you got your own car your own life there's something about going back home that as soon as you're in your own home you're no longer a man that you are and all your energy of your own independence just feels like it gets sucked out of you it's funny oh, dude you're uh this is way too timely i just was talking to you how i was home for a couple of weeks at yeah. my, my family's then my in-laws because we both are from new york and then some friends uh the friend stuff was fun but the family shit Having to be like, mom, can you can I borrow the car to go get coffee? Because yeah. I didn't want to rent a car because I'm already spending so much money to yeah. get there. So, but then all of a sudden you become like you're like, mom, is there no tequila in the house? You know, yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is shit. And it's like I can't believe the toilet paper sucks or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, this is all shit that my life is better. Yeah. And now I'm choosing to I'm spending all this money and choosing to sleep in a guest room in my childhood home. Yeah. And I don't want to be here. And then once I get here, I have to live like a kid. I a have kid to be, again. Yeah. yeah. And, and it sucks. And you feel yeah. you feel all that limiting shit. And maybe I will say, in interest of full disclosure, maybe myself and people who are in this situation kind of regress and lean into it a little bit. Yeah. I think I'm definitely guilty of like Oh Jesus Christ, Mom! What's up with this fucking you know? And I'm yeah. being like I'm 14 again. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Why am I talking like like you? It's start triggering to be home. I it guess. is, is super what, triggering. Yeah. Because you talk to your parents like you're a teenager again. You're like, well, where the fuck is this? And then you're yeah. like, I don't talk to anyone like yeah. that. Why am I? Why am I talking why like this? Why am I whining? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or my mum will like do my laundry out of the goodness of her heart, and I'll be like, you can't just fucking put those shirts in the dryers. Do you understand? It's a two hundred dollar shirt. She's like, why are you spending two hundred? on a shirt I'm like that's not the point right now mom they can't I'm a rich comedian you shrunk my extra medium yeah <laughs> you shrunk my urban outfitters which was already stupidly tied for no reason another thing I do which I don't know if you've ever tried it I um I got super into it and then I got super out of it. Have you ever heard of like Esther Hicks and the thought of manifestation and what you build and you become and the vibration of like, no. I am this, so therefore it's going to happen? Have you ever heard of Is it of kind this? of like the secret? It's yeah. like the secret. It's like. It's like her and the secret are going head to head to be the person to come up with it the most. All right. I feel like I've heard uh, people use the phrase like, well, I'm manifesting that. Yeah. 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 I, I, so I, that that's Esther Hicks is the person's Esther name? Esther Hicks is, but. 
she does this thing where she talks in almost riddles. Like if you've ever heard any on YouTube, she talks in, so say I was Esther Hicks and I wanted to uh, have a dog like Arthur. She would say something like, you need to believe that the dog, that is to which it comes. It is not the vibration, but you are in tide internally. You are Arthur. Arthur is you. And then you hear people at the seminar just slowly clap because obviously they don't want to look stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, they got like no, it. I totally got that. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm understanding this. Oh, what yeah. about you? <laughs> yeah. And she'd be like, do you not understand? I'm talking from the vortex. I'm like, I okay. don't know what you mean. <laughs> Lady, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like people get sucked into that. I'm not a big fan of that only because I tried it and then I came really close to a movie role and then I didn't get it. And then I was like, how come this? And then it was like, oh no, the, the responsibility falls back on you. And I'm like, well, that's, a shitty way to do self-help is like, if it goes correct, it's because this Esther woman told me about manifestation. But if right. it fucks up, it's because I did something wrong. It's I hate that stuff. Yeah. Well, t talk to me a little bit more about what this manifesting means. It just means, because this is something I was dealing with for a while. Yeah. I used to build up something that I did, like I didn't want it and didn't care about it so that if I didn't get it. Yeah. I could go, see, I was right. I, I was right. It. Yeah. But. I wasn't any happier because I was right that I wasn't going to get it. Yes. At, and then for that period of time, after you audition something or send something in and don't get it, there's like maybe a week, two weeks, a month that you're waiting to hear back. Yeah. And if that whole time you're like, well, I already didn't get it. You're already being negative, and then when it comes in, you're just validated in your negativity in a way yep. that you're like, see? Yeah. But if you're like, man, this would be really good to have. I could do this. I could do this. When you don't get it, you're not like extra let down. I used to believe I'd yeah, be extra I let down. That. Yeah. So I used to be like, build this like armor of of apathy and no and sort of prediction of like, no way this happens. No way this happens. And in my head, I'm like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if this happened? Yeah. And then I think it might be smarter for me to just go like, man, wouldn't that... Because then at least you get that week long of like, this would be cool as Feeling hell. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah, it would be yeah. cool as hell to be in this movie. Yeah. And then you don't get it, you're like, bummer. But if you're like, no way I fucking got that. Yeah. And then you don't get it, you're like, see? Yeah. You know, and I and argue whether you, you can't change someone else's mind once you've done it. But yeah. it might not hurt to just stay in the positive headspace. That's something I'm yeah. working on in 2020. The positive like, thing is great. You're so correct because it's like you 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 want to get positive about it, but the problem is with a big movie role, which we've all been up for, if you come close, you don't just think about, oh, this is going to be great to be on set and work with these people. You start to think shit like this. Well, great, then I'll obviously be at the premiere, then I'll obviously meet this person. I could probably get this person to EP this pilot I'm currently right, writing. Right, well, yeah. obviously I'll buy a fucking Yeah, well, Tesla, once you've also got a pretty good movie role, there's plenty more movie roles I guess around I'll just do this. And then when <laughs> yeah. you don't get it, you're like, but that would have Changed my life. I had my life. I had fifteen years yeah. writing on this. Like last year, I the joke I always say is like, like I auditioned for a pilot called Friends in Law, and I tested for it. And I'm like, when I don't get it, I'm like, I already had the a uh, boat named Friends in Law. In my yeah, head. like yeah. I already, I already <laughs> spent the money that I wasn't even. I was yeah. like in my head, I was like, bro, yeah. definitely down payment on a house yeah, in Los Feliz. You yeah. know, I'm like, what yeah. am I talking? About? I got that. Obviously, I'll open up my little acting studio. I've always wanted to do that. Obviously, with my second oh, or third. Gotta check. go. I gotta go to New Zealand again. You know, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, and then it doesn't happen. You're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, and the the crazy shit you need to like internalize is that it almost never happens. Ever. It's very rare. You yeah. have to try. You have to get close ten times to get it once. It's yeah. like, and once you know that, and then like once you believe that, you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's the because the the other mistake I've been making in my career is 
every time I make a big, what I consider like a level up or a next step up, yeah, I ex- I think that's the new normal. Yeah, I'm like, not going back to doing this shit again. Right, or like, yeah, yeah oh, I was the lead in an indie movie. Yep. Well, now I'm a guy who can be a lead in indie movies. Yes. I've done that once. I've yep. never been asked again. <laughs> yeah, and oh my God, the, the leading in an indie movie, the same shit happened to me. I, I was with, surrounded by bigger actors that were like, uh, in this movie I was in called Five Years Apart, there was Michael Vlamis, who's now on Roswell, New Mexico, getting three seasons. Chloe Bennett, who just finished as the lead in uh, Marvel's Shield, Agents of Shield, and then yeah. she was the lead in uh, Abominable. And then Scotty Foster was a lead in My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and Ali Mackey is in the new Toy Story 4. And then there's just me. And then I was around all these people, and I was like, guys, this is great. We're all working actors. We'll do this. Within six months, I was back to being a nanny, and they all <laughs> went back to their starring roles in TV shows. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> but then you realize, like, you could have been a nanny without ever. You could have been a, a consecutive nanny without ever getting that movie. Yeah, and your life is better because you got to do the movie. Yeah, and yeah, and that's yeah. like the attitude you need to tweet. And I'm saying this to you, like, come on, Loey, wrap your head around that. Yes. I'm, meanwhile, I'm doing the exact same, exact thing, same you're doing. thing. Yeah. Whatever yeah. your friends are like, well, it could have been worse. You could have not got the movie, and then you just like, yeah, kidding me, never. Shut the fuck. You don't know. No shit. I could step outside and get hit by a truck tonight. Bro, my girlfriend heard it for six months. Last year, I had borderline mental breakdown. I came within a bee's dick to playing Kano in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Came down to like me and a few other Australians, and then the guy who got it was clearly a better option, and then I was just so sad. Oh, see, I I feel you on that, but that's the that's the time when I'm at my defense is at the strongest. Yeah. Is when I can use my taste to go, it would be a, the right move to have that person. Yeah. yeah. If I yeah. can intellectualize it, I can almost handle it. If I can go, well, yeah, of course go with him. He's got more credits. Yeah. He's got he, more. He, yeah. He had more credits direct. Yeah. Arguably better. You know, it's like, yeah. and uh, that's great. And then, yeah. and, but I want to. I can almost always yeah. do that. But then sometimes yeah. when you're like, fuck, man, I almost did this. It's yep. so hard. But then, it's that thing where almost getting that role is a success. Yes. Because it's the furthest you've ever been. Yep. A, a producer, a director, and a casting director, a, everyone saw you. Your own team is like, whoa, maybe we got a little movie star on our hands. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, Everything is positive about it. Yeah. Except for the fucking kick in the dick at the end. You didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, like if me could tell me when I was 15 and that terrible Mortal Kombat movie came out and I was like, hey, someday you're going to get close uh, to playing that guy, I'd be like this. Fuck yeah! That's amazing. Adult yeah. me's the shit. Good on me. And then adult me's like, ah, that ain't what you think, kid. Nah, fuck them. Nah, <laughs> just putting lit cigarettes out of myself. It's a terrible nightmare. And it's crazy how something that's positive, like, wow, a real step in my career, because you didn't get it, and because whatever, like, you put on it psych- psychologically, yeah, it fucked you up for. Oh. Well, I was like, well, this means I get to go to Comic Con and sit on a panel, and yeah. then I'll get new followers, and if I get at least thirty k followers, I'll be allowed to tour more, right? And then it was like a, and then I won't have to go back to anything ever again, and yeah. then this is that, and that's that, and then when they were like, you're already like, you're three years down, yeah. and you're like, yeah, then I have the money to like yeah. finally get that thing I want. Yeah. And you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. And like James Wan was producing, so I was like, okay, well, obviously I'll pitch. My show qualify, get that, and then he'll jump on that. Oh, Craig, this this grab we next three years is mapped out, baby. We're good. Yeah, and like you're talking to your reps, you're like, everything's gonna be okay. They're like, wait, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Pump they, the brakes. They asked your I rep the other guy who's getting it. 
saying it. So yeah. just slow down. <laughs> God, that always sucks. I'm like, who got it? They're like, Trevor, but don't worry. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Right, <laughs> right. That's cool. Yeah, that's like my, my, me and John Gamberling, who look pretty similar and go out for all the same roles, yeah. have the exact same team, agents and uh, managers. Yeah. So we're constantly at the same auditions around the same time. And like, <laughs> I'll be like, uh, like we both we we that uh, the aforementioned pilot we both tested for it just the two of us of uh the studio session had three people when we got to the uh network session it was just the two of us uh. head to head be- like <laughs> best friend i'm like well and then i was like <laughs> when i didn't get it i was like so gamberling got it and they were like my team was like yeah and i'm like well aren't you happy about that they're like well, you know, that's like <laughs> not on the phone with you. <laughs> it's like no, you. I'm like no, that's such bullshit. You got two horses in the race, and yeah. this horse is getting taken to behind the barn and get a fucking yeah. shotgun in his ass. Yeah, you know he's just in his office, like looking at everyone, like, oh, you didn't get it. Yeah, he's he's taking it. Okay, yeah, he's gonna be okay. Yeah, did you send he's, the champagne and flowers to him? He's about to cancel the cancel the champagne. <laughs> What is Feels, F-E-A-L-S? It's premium CBD delivered directly to your door. Um, Feels is CBD. It makes you it naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. It's just uh, sublingual drops. You drop a few. And if you're confused about, uh, you drop a few under your tongue and uh, it, the difference uh, hits you in minutes. If you're new to CBD, Feels even offers a CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Um, and here's the thing, uh, Feels has no high, no hangover, or no addiction. It's just CBD. So enjoy. It's a membership. So join the Feels community. You get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Okay? Um, so I enjoy Feels. I, I, I was taking CBD uh, before bed or uh, on a day where I had a bunch of stressful stuff to do and being stoned with THC would not be helpful, i.e. days of auditions or days of work. So I'll take a, a few drops of CBD and then um, Feels, uh, you know, asked to be a sponsor of the podcast. I tried their stuff and I really enjoy it. It's quality. It doesn't have strong taste. It doesn't give you that, mouth, that super oily mouth feel. Um, and it works. And the dosages are great. So if you need a bunch of CBD, it's only a, a few extra drops. And if you don't need a bunch of CBD, it's just less drops. It's very easy to keep track. So do yourself a favor. Uh, become a member today and you can get 50% off your first order, okay? Uh, so here it is. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty, M-I-G-H-T-Y, to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mighty. The big game is just around the corner, which means lots of good times with good friends, but more importantly for me, lots of good food. That's why I like ButcherBox, because I... Yo, first of all, tell me this deal isn't made for Gabriel's listeners, uh, or High and Mighty listeners, and for myself. ButcherBox is offering free wings for life when you sign up now. It's a free add-on wings to whatever ButcherBox uh, monthly uh, or bi-monthly, whatever uh, meat subscription you come up with. So do yourself a favor. Get on ButcherBox. It ships a curated selection of high-quality meats right to your home. 
uh, antibiotic-free, no added hormones. Each box is about 10 pounds, enough for 24 meals. It's packed fresh, shipped frozen, and vacuum-sealed. It's very easy. It goes right from the container into your freezer and then out for defrosting when you're ready to go. They got grass-fed beef, uh, free-range chicken, heritage pork, uh, wild-caught salmon, nitrate-free bacon. It's truly the way meat is supposed to be. So if you're thinking of uh, throwing a little... Uh, um, Super Bowl party, the big game is around the corner. You want to make something? Here's here's my go-to recipe that I use uh, my butcher box chicken stuff for. I put um, like a pound or two of chicken thighs and a pound or two of chicken breast, white and dark meat, into the slow cooker with some beer and some barbecue sauce, like preferably like some kind of Hawaiian-ish barbecue sauce, like a sweet, uh, and some sliced tomato, uh, sliced tomato, <laughs> ew, sliced pineapple. Let that stew around in there for slow cook, slow and low, as long as you have the time for it. Then I like take out a bunch of like the watered down juices, pull the chicken really nice so it's like a shredded chicken, then add more BBQ sauce in there and get that stirring. And I get myself a pulled Hawaiian chicken that's great for dipping chips into. Uh, slapping on some little mini King's Hawaiian buns, or if you're like a total paleo guy, just eat it right out of the thing. It works awesome. So right now you can get free wings for life plus $20 off your first box. That's three pounds of wings in every box for the life of your subscription plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash mighty or use promo code mighty at checkout. That's butcherbox.com, B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash mighty or use promo code mighty at checkout, M-I-G-T-H-Y. Another thing I do after those things is I, I write uh, a new thing I've started doing uh, about eight months ago. I write uh, like a letter to the universe and then a different letter to money because, and this is a weird one that I read for not, not in like how to be a billionaire books, but it was like a self-help thing. A lot of people have such a terrible relationship with money that when it comes up in your mind, you're like, oh, fuck money. All my problems are about money. And then this book I read was like, imagine if money was a human being and it found out all that shit you were talking about it, would it want to hang out with you? And you were like, no. Yeah. So now I write these letters to money and this is so weird. I'll be like, hey, money, it was good of you to show up. Be great if you could show up again. I got this thing on. Here's how much I was thinking of mine. Hopefully I'll see you soon. I shoot, My hit ratio from doing that is like 80%. There's been times I've just been like, hey, it'd be cool if you could show up like with something unexpected and then I'll get like a seven grand residual from something I wrote 14 years ago and I'll be like, yes. <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you think causes that? What do you think, what is the connection there? Is it a cosmic connection that you find retroactively because that check was going to come Abs in? Arguably yeah. that residual check should come in anyway. Yeah. Well, but you write the letter and then it comes and you're like, well, maybe I do have some agency in my life and maybe that's all we need to hear I, I, is I, that we have some control over what happens to us. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's such a great way to look at it because a part of me is like, oh, it's because I wrote that letter on my Mac when in actuality it could be a number of things. It could be the fact that I put that in my mind that I needed to work because I wanted that thing. Right. It could be that it could be that I put it out into the universe or it could be like one of those John Edward moments when I'm like, does any anyone here know a Simon? Is there yeah. a Simon over? And all I'm doing is money would be good next month, and right? And like, then next month you find a dollar outside your yeah. car, and you're like, I did it! I saw <laughs> this, and you're like, wait, but last month it was a seven thousand dollars residual check. Yeah. How yeah. am I? I can't equate these. Yeah, yeah. but also what's weird is that sometimes, uh, 
my if I'm if I'm worried about money, the letters seem real sort of desperate, like a guy trying to make a girl fuck him. <laughs> so I'm just like, I mean, that's my relationship with money is like I have <laughs> I have a little bit of it. I need more because I want to own a home, yeah. and uh, in order to get, but it is like there's some money over there. Okay, uh, wish me luck, boys. I'm gonna go like it is like hitting, hitting on a girl at the bar. You're like, yeah. I'll be right back. Let me see if I can get that money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll read the letters back, and it'll be like, Hey, money, you just man, you're looking good. It'd be so tight, man. If you came over to my house and my girl wasn't home, I'd fuck the shit out of you on that couch, money. Do you understand? I will cheat on her in front of her with you. I love you, money. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to me, baby. My letters to the universe are a different story. After I didn't get Mortal Kombat, I'd start writing a letter to the universe, and then it would just sort of turn into a hate speech. <laughs> yeah, but maybe part of that is also just getting that out of your system, and yeah. writing it is the same. Writing it is a little bit more powerful than saying it. Yeah. So you write it, and you're like, okay, I put that out there. And then especially if you read it back, and you're like, why am I so upset about not getting Kano? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. when you, Because that's yeah. all you need is like, like it's and this is so I, obviously for the listeners we should just put a, slap a little caveat here. We understand these are champagne problems. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. people losing their homes in my country right now due to fires, <laughs> right, and I'm right, over yeah. here like didn't get that shitty Mortal Kombat reboot. Like okay, friend, <laughs> poor little fella. It's so it, it, it's so true. Yeah, you're yeah. like uh, we're on the brink of war, and I'm like I hope I get Brooklyn Nine Nine someday. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these are Hollywood problems. Yeah. If you're in Des Moines, we sound like assholes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're in Hollywood and uh, not doing even uh, as well as us, we sound like assholes. Yeah. Because that's the hard thing. Because if I'm listening to a podcast that has Paul Rudd and so-and-so, I'm not thinking who else. Who, let's be uh, uh, Josh Gad and Chris Hemsworth. Great. <laughs> Beautiful way to do and that. They're talking. They're like, man, I really wanted this. And I'm listening to that. I'm like, fuck these guys. Oh, yeah. So you got to I always, I always like to remember that. There was somebody who's like four years behind me. Yes, that would kill to have done drunk history or whatever. These cool, yeah. these things that now that I've done them, I'm like, next, give me the next big thing. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm better than. And I'm like ready to move on. Yeah. And then there's someone who's a couple of steps behind me, going, "This dude is a dick. I would kill to be where he is." Yeah. But there's someone a couple of steps behind them, and they're like, "I don't want to teach at UCB anymore." And, and that person's like, "I would kill to teach at UCB." You know, like yeah. it's just all these steps along the way. Everybody, like my most successful friends are mad at people that are more successful than them yeah. because they're not as successful as this. And I'm like, get your shit together. And yeah. then I realize I'm the same exact fucking way. Yeah. That's so true. It's weird if you could say anything to yourself from five years ago, all the stuff you've accomplished last year, you'd be like, my man, we had a great year. So we're happy. And you're like, nah, we're finding shit to complain about. But yeah, on the books, it was a great, I had a brilliant year last year. I think it was a reason I came into this year so hot and heavy and just ready to have some fun because I was like, I don't have to be an angry bitch anymore. I, I don't have to keep blaming all my problems on other people. I can figure out those problems. I can figure them out myself in a healthy manner. I'm in a healthy relationship. Well, I mean, you've been with your girl like 16 years. Yeah, long right? time. yeah 16 so years. So you're probably at that point where the arguments are brief and now my girl and I to the point, we've been together four years, obviously not 16 years, but we'll be able to be like, thank you for sharing that problem with me. I feel this, great, I'm this, let's both change it. And you're like, great. Whereas you were to be like in your early 20s, you're like, you're just going to fucking wear shoes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you're> gonna, <laughs> what? Fun. Well, that's the thing. Like, we, I've learned, to, like, we just like, we have the ability to just wrap it up where yeah. we're just like, all right. 
let's be honest. Like we we often have this conversation. Are we going to? How long are we not going to talk to each other for? <laughs> we live here. We have. We we live together. We have weekend plans. Yes, it's a Friday night. Something. Some. Some. One of us slipped up and said something that annoyed the other one. That person overreacted back, which is usually the case because you're carrying your baggage from whatever else is going yep. on in your life. And then we're like, all right, well, we'll just. I, I we do that thing where you exist in the same house but kind of like don't speak to each other. Yeah. You're like, uh, like here's your laundry. Thank you. You know, like, and yeah. that's it. Like, um, hey, uh, are we? Do we still want to go out to dinner with them on Saturday? Yes, but we're not really hanging yeah. out. And then we're like, okay, we have plans this weekend. We have to talk to you, and we know, yeah. we both know it. And it's like we both become okay with the first. The, it used to be about winning. It, now it's yes. about ending it. And yeah. I think that's like the thing. The best advice I can give to young couples, especially speaking from a uh, male perspective, to young hetero couples, th- to the men. Think of, don't worry about winning the fight. Oh, it's pointless. Think about ending the fight. And yeah. I don't mean like say, okay, fine, it was my fault if it wasn't. I'm just saying like there's no tally at the end of like a year of a relationship no. where you're like, no. well, I won nine more fights than you, so yeah. you owe a dinner. No, it yeah. doesn't work. No like one that. comes in with a belt and a trophy like, hey, my guy, you were <laughs> you were silent longer. Yeah, right. just doesn't happen. You, yeah, like that's like that's the joke I say to Tiff all the time. I'm like, are you gonna like win by? You, you outweight you like wait out talking to your husband like that's yeah. like like what a weird victory I'm like nah I yeah. four hours I've gone without t- speaking to her and she's in the same house as me it's like yeah that's not cool it's not <laughs> yeah and you always find because you're in love with each other you can still be you can still fucking hate each other in the moment and still very much be like I love you unconditionally yeah. we'll figure this out I'm finding Netflix has been a saver of our relationship a lot of times because you could just sit in silence next to each you other you can for- sit in silence but then you can all but then like like you both know you're excited about something. So like, I, I think we recently got into something. I forget what it was. I think she just keeps forgetting to lock everything like car doors and homes. So we didn't talk for an hour. And then I saw there was new episodes of the crown on. And then I was like, well, I mean, if you want to come, there's crowns back on. If you want to maybe sit here. Like, well, fine. If you're going to watch it, I'll yeah. watch it. Like, you well sit, watch yeah. your favorite show yeah. together, yeah. but angry. Yeah. And, then, and then six minutes in, we're like, Oh, this new Phillips a dick. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, while we're just talking about Netflix, I uh, highly recommend Sex Education. Uh, Love that show. Season, season two is about to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number one was so good. And see, uh, I'm, I've seen some of season two. Yeah. It's even better. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've only watched the first two episodes, but it feels like they went bigger with like production value and stuff. And and I've had a, I've been in love with Jillian Anderson since I was like fucking 12 years old. Dude, her playing and just And she's even nymph. hotter now. Uh, she's only gotten hotter as she got older. It's I don't crazy. know how she does it. <laughs> I know. She's just a person... It just takes someone who's like, for me, I realize now my type of woman is someone who's like confident, sexy, and intense. <laughs> like, yeah. There's something about like everyone that I really, like my wife, my f- friends, uh, the people that I'm most attracted to are people who are opinionated, intense, yeah. probably like arguably like not ideal for me who's also opinionated and intense. Yes. But yeah. there's something about we all have this energy where we go in, we can like box each other and yeah. then be like, all right, well, let's go, you know. Let's oh, get yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything happened between my girl and I, I would definitely end up dating a feminist comedian. Right. Just because just you see him on stage and they're like, men won't date me because I'm confident and I got opinions. And I'm in the back of the room like, oh, I love you. God. <laughs> if I was single, the, the conversations I would have with you. <laughs> no. and, yeah, and it's fun. And there's something about uh, seeking that out in other people 
and not because you're passive and need someone else to steer the boat, mm. but because you're like, no, let's fight over the rudder. Yeah. I think it's just going to get us in a better lo- better uh, path to keep this oh, boat yeah. analogy going. That's a beautiful boat analogy. <laughs> Never haven't been on a boat in a day. I got it all figured out. It's my first mate. You, go, you know when you're on the poop deck and you're just like, <laughs> the fuck is he talking about over there? <laughs> I'm in over my head. So the jib sail is swinging. <laughs> like, oh God, oh God, I'm running out of boat stuff. A lot my girls like, how was the podcast? I'm like, Cabris had a 45 minute boat analogy that no one could figure out. You got library books under your arm. It's like, what does maritime law have to do? I, I, I don't know. Gabrus was talking all this shit. I got to learn about latitude and longitude to understand his podcast. That's so funny. I think I think if I had told myself from five, six years ago, I'd be doing this with you. I'd be like, I made it. Because I, is a weird story. The first time I ever saw you, I was like, Six years into stand-up and a bunch of comedians back when we were coming up were like, if you want your act-outs to be good, you got to take a UCB class. And I was like, sounds like shit. And then you do UCB classes and then you're like, ah, okay, yeah, everything I was doing before sucked. And then I had to watch you in Cat, and then we started working together on MTV too. <laughs> and then we got stuck doing that pilot together, which was hilarious. Oh my gosh, yes. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, for guys, listen, we did a pilot called 1v1 where Gabrus was the host and celebrities would play video games and roast one another. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. Great not, idea. Maybe not ideal for television per se. Maybe a web series. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know what it would be? I think it would be like a Snapchat channel. Yeah, it should be Twitch in reality. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. what it got. Yeah. It, it is video games and we had uh, Jerry Ferrara uh-huh. and Ronda Rousey yeah. head to head yeah. and, here's, and here's the kicker it's a roast show that planned it for a month the talent shows up and then we get this note um, talent didn't know they were going to be roasting each other I'm like yeah, we had we like soft played roast because we didn't want people. And then yeah. all and then next thing you know, we're just in over our heads. Like, yeah. we got in. We need softer jokes. It's yeah. like, no, that's not. And meanwhile, it's like fucking uh, Ray James, who's like a fucking yeah. legend of the roast circuit. Yeah. Like all like hard R tough yeah. comedians, and we're like, yeah, uh. yeah. He'd, he'd come in with an abortion joke, and I'm like, I don't know if Jerry's gonna. <laughs> Gonna be okay with that. And this is back when Ronda Rousey went dark. Remember, she wasn't talking to Ant. Could she just? Well, because we couldn't even talk about. Couldn't bring it up. They yeah. were like, meant- "Remember, they said that on the phone." I don't know if we're like bring it up, but they were like, <laughs> "It was because I wrote a joke about it." They were like, "Mentally, she hasn't dealt with it." And you can't bring it up because in her mind it was it never so close happened. to her big loss, which it would like, make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like and like you know she lost a big fight. Was it to Holly Holm or the yeah. one after that? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a comeback fight. The second one, I think it was. Yeah, and then she lost that. But I mean. Imagine if you bombed in front of everyone you've ever known ever around the planet. At a sport, at, at like, in addition to like, that's like bombing in a stand-up special, uh, your stand-up show. But it is like, you're like, my million dollar stand-up yeah. special is this Saturday. Yeah. You, you motherfuckers, I'm going to kill it. And then yeah. you go out there and and the guy who is also performing is way better than you. Yeah, your like, opener kills you. Like, Fuck yeah, me. And then and you it's bomb. Like, that's so hard. Yeah. yeah. Except also... There's something about fighting that's so primal where you are truly defeated by that person. You know what I yes. mean? Like it's not like 
I don't know. That could. Uh, I kind of liked uh, yeah. Nanette's jokes better than blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, like you can go like a semantical. You yeah. can't go semantical if you're no. on the ground saying I give up. Yeah, like, fighting is not subjective. It no, is literally exactly. a submission, and you are <laughs> and you are knocked the fuck out. Like it's not like you say I got my ass kicked. It's one hundred percent. You would say you got your ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she was so lovely. It was, and it ended up being. And I I will shout out Jerry Ferrara too. Uh, I always yeah. thought he was going to be at least pretty cool. And he fucking is. Yeah. yeah. They're Lovely. totally normal people. Lovely, yeah. easy to work with. They were super chill. They there was a moment when I hugged Ronda Rousey and I was like, this rules. Like, she's like, <laughs> her traps, like in her upper back, was like, it was like hugging like a, my, a, like a second rower. You know, I was like, <laughs> she's like, I'm 6'1 and a half, 6'2. She's like 5'9 or 5'10. And like <laughs> her arms went right around me. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, choke me. <laughs> Please put me in a guillotine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she would man. love to hear that we're talking about <laughs> She'd be cool with it. She just kicks the door down. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, bitches. <laughs> Works us both. Uh, um, wait, so let's talk a little bit about, because I, I like all the shit you're talking about self-care. I wasn't even thinking, when you were when we were talking about self-help, self-care, I wasn't even thinking like that sort of like visualization shit. I was thinking more along the lines of like, stuff I've learned in the last couple of years is that I need certain things outside of my career and relationship that help me feel better as a person. Yeah. And some of them, yeah. I didn't know it, but it, it all makes sense. Like I'm a lifelong, uh, gym rat and athlete, quote unquote, not athletic, but I played sports my whole life, even in my twenties and thirties. And when I stopped doing that, like for the last couple of years, I'm like, well, whatever, who cares? I'm fat. I smoke weed. I write. Right. I re and and I I didn't realize that I was like arguably depressed because I wasn't being this myself that I wanted to be. Yeah. And now, even though I, I I've lost a little bit of weight, it's not even about that. But now that like my arms feel sore or like my legs are like uh, harder or I'm competing against anything or anyone or like trying to oh I military press this yesterday let me do five more pounds and like just these little things make me feel like such a better version of myself yes that i'm walking into auditions where it's not even about oh do you have big traps or not but the fact that my traps feel like kind of swollen yeah. the moment i walk in i go oh and i didn't realize this is the confidence i needed yeah it's like i needed yeah I am a confident person, but it's easy for the second you walk into an audition or a meeting to realize the status is completely off, and you're like, shit, I'm usually high status in my interactions. Now I'm low status. Fuck, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. But if you walk in and you feel good about who you are, you feel good about... It's not even about the material or what, what you're pitching or what you're reading at this point. For me, it's like, as long as I'm coming in there and going, you're getting Gabrus at 100... You're getting Gabrus at 90 plus percent, Yeah. then I, I can't do much better things for myself. No. Yeah. And if you're in a good headspace, there's just something about you. When you're glowing, people around you can feel it and yeah. they want to be around you more yeah. when you smile more and I'm not saying hey ladies you gotta smile I'm saying <laughs> smile at the small shit in life the postman you run into him say g'day yeah. like it, it's small <laughs> things that you don't have to like each morning I'll get up I get up early I get up at like 6.30 I go to the gym purely because it releases endorphins in my mind and for the rest of the day I don't feel like a fat sack of shit 
Right. That's what now it's just, it becomes a positive that I get muscles from it, but I'm doing it for mental health. Yeah. And that's what exact I'm doing this. I didn't realize it. I'm doing. And that's why when I was like, well, who cares if I'm jacked? Like being fat is funny. That's a character type. And then like a couple years of not exercising. And I just was like, didn't realize how shitty I was feeling. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, I got to put on a fucking shirt and go to this audition. Ugh, yeah. I got to wear a belt and shoes. I'm uncomfortable. You know, and like, especially rugby players like yourself, like if you're legs aren't moving you're not releasing that testosterone that you were doing when you were with because i don't even want to know how much they were making you squat like <laughs> if, if you've ever seen I'm, what they make rugby players squat they might as well just put two villages on either side of us i know like the franks brothers like yeah. the owen and ben uh the new zealand guys they just like bang out 400 each for reps to yeah, like nah. brother props it's fucking unreal but it, it it it's that thing and i i got a taste of it when i was in new york some of the the best I was feeling in New York was when I was doing CrossFit, going to I was playing men's league rugby. So like, the I gave a speech at uh, at a rugby dinner one time. Uh, I uh, gave a speech that was like I have this career, like I, I have this career, and I I thought this is all I needed in life because I val I attach so much success and validation to it. But the fact that between two practices and a match on Saturdays. There's like five hours a week where I'm not thinking about auditions or anything. Yeah. I'm just thinking about tackle that motherfucker or don't get tackled by that motherfucker. Yeah. And like the fact that, that my brain just goes to that. Like this last year I did two half marathons. Not a runner. Great. But I had to, but I had to I did it and then just when you're running, you're not thinking of like nothing. Having one, I'm realizing for myself too, and this is like the kind of self-care shit I've been learning in the last couple of years. Having a goal outside of my career makes it so makes me a much better stronger person it'll make your career better your life better if you have something that has nothing to do with either of those two it's just whether it be camaraderie with other people playing sports yeah. because you're all moving together for one goal and you get that human interaction that is primal that we all used to be in packs right. we used yeah. to travel together yeah that's one thing if if people spent and i honestly believe if we spent less time reading tweets about each other and how shitty we all are with everyone being like, well, you're a fucking idiot. Well, you're a fucking idiot. It's like, yeah. have you gone outside? Most people aren't fucking idiots. Most people are worried about the same thing we're all worried about. Right. People just want to laugh, feel comfortable, and not feel stupid. Yes. That's every yeah. human yeah, being. We all, and like, we can't help it. We are, we're worried about that, and we're yeah. all worried about it. And then we all interact in like the public square that is the internet. We're yeah. like, my life is more important. We're all yeah. protagonists in our own movies. Yeah. I get that. So, And I'm guilty of that as much as the next guy. Yeah. But it's like, we're all... If you just put yourself in someone else's shoes for a hot minute, if yeah. you just think like... I always say like... And my wife gets so mad when she's like, look at this asshole driving on the road. I'm like, what if he's on the phone with his like uh, uncle hearing about his cousin's yeah. leukemia? Yeah. I do that. When people, when people speed in and out of me, I'm like, this fucking guy, you know what? I'm going to fucking box him in. And then in my head, I'm like, imagine if he just found out his dog got out of the house. Yeah. Or and he has diarrhea. Even. Yeah. Like on the lower side, you're like. Both of those things are just on the same bar. <laughs> <laughs> dog has diarrhea and it's loose. <laughs> it should be easy to find. There's a trail. <laughs> Follow the trail of fucking peanut butter stains. <laughs> um, and I find having these hot hobbies or goals or tasks that, because you, 
especially with our careers, and I'm sure a lot of people's careers are similar in this way, whether it's entertainment or what, there isn't like an objective, like, oh, you finished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. good work. You're like, you know, like, I guess maybe in a factory, you're like, hey, you have to build 40 cars today. Yeah. When you build 40 cars, you can kick back, crack your knuckles. Yeah. We don't feel true accomplishment no. often. So adding, like, arguably, like, you know, proxy accomplishments of finishing a half marathon is like something I never thought I could do. Yeah. Just like I never thought I could be the lead in a movie. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like just the fact that I do that means, hey, I set my mind to something and did it. Well, yeah. I, I think I could do it in other things. And then not to mention training for a half marathon requires you to like get out of your house and run in the sunshine and interact with the world. And, and yeah, and shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like you have to like. Uh, maybe not drink because tomorrow you have to run eight miles and then you're yeah. taking it. It's like all these little tweaks your body and your mind does and you're like, oh, like I still play rugby once a year like in a travel match somewhere I'm playing in Scotland in this fall and I just do that so that like I have something to train for, yeah. something to look forward to and then that weekend it's like I'm not I'm not waiting to hear back from so-and-so about this AMC pilot. Yeah. Here I am just fucking going to Scotland. I'm going to get fucking shit face on scotch and, yeah. and get my ribs cracked you know? <laughs> and I'm going to tear an ACL <laughs> ah, you're so no you're absolutely correct another I mean another thing have you ever tried meditating that is uh, on my list of 2020 habits okay yeah because my my first habit I had to add was brushing my teeth every night oh, I brush my cool. teeth every morning but I never brush my teeth at night because I'm a lazy stoner who like wants yeah. one more hit of weed and then I'll get into bed. There's someone listening to this right now like, doesn't brush his teeth at night. But when you think about it, nine times out of ten, we all forget to brush our teeth at night. It's just so much easier to go right to bed. Yeah. But I have like, uh, I, I did Invisalign that like helps straighten my teeth and I'm supposed to wear these retainers at night. But you can't slap them in dirty either because it just yeah. traps. But, so you have... So now I went like a month without brushing my teeth at night or wearing the Invisalign and my teeth started to get kind of fucked up and grimy and I'm like, I have to add that. And I have, I'm have i flossing again and I have to add meditation. That's yeah. nice for me. Meditation's hilarious because I, I started doing this one. It's called uh, The Honest Guys. I just listen to them off of YouTube. They do guided meditations. And this guy has such a beautiful voice that when he talks, it's like piano music and he walks you through it. So he'll be like... Picture yourself in a garden. And then you'll be like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm in a garden. What is fucking garden, dude? Yeah, I like, love this flower. <laughs> yeah, they put the sound effects in. It's like, now there's a stream. And the music's playing. What's hilarious, though, is uh, if I don't want to listen to those guys for whatever reason, and I try and listen to someone else, I'll skip forward to hear their voice because sometimes people don't know mic etiquette. They just know what they want to say. So you, it turns into like ASMR. Yeah, they're like pe popping their peas yeah. loud in the mic. You're like... Okay, now um, now you're in a river, and you're like, "Get me out of here! Like, get me out of here!" Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm like, "Are you, are you eating Play-Doh when you talk?" <laughs> uh, the uh, that's meditation is something I've been meaning to add, and here's the something I did add into my regimen, which I always really loved, but now I have access to it at my gym, and I, I is a sauna. And I love a post-workout sauna. Oh, I so love a good. morning sauna or a night sauna. However yeah. I could do it. That's like that's my rich guy goals is to have a sauna and a plunge pool at my house. Woo! Where in the morning I, I sauna, get out, yeah. jump in freezing cold water, get out, drink a nice coffee, and my whole day is ready yeah. to rock. Uh, but I, so I started sauning at the gym. And now I've been doing like 20 minutes after I work out. And I've been working out multiple times a week for the first time in like eight years. Yeah. Um, and I find... The sauna is so good for me. I feel so good when I get out of it. And then I started to think that I think part of it is 
it is 15 to 20 minutes where I have no screen. Silence. Arguably not talking because yeah. no one's really talking. So you're just kind of sitting there with your eyes closed, staring ahead and like wandering your brain. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little bit of the meditation lick yeah. off this. I'm getting a little bit of that juice. And I and then that made me think like, well, I think I should add, fully add meditation then. Yeah. And everyone I know who's doing it is loving I was doing Headspace for a while, but I just keep forgetting. You know? Yeah. And then, then recently I was hanging out with a friend and he, and he does TM and he's like, uh, we're just hanging out in his apartment. He's like, hey man, I'm going to just jump into my bedroom and just, I'll be back in like 15, 20 minutes, watch whatever you want, grab, a, get, grab something out of the fridge. And I was like, that's so reasonable. That's just like dropping a deuce. I'm like, yeah. but when my wife's home, I feel weird being like, hey, can you leave me alone for 15 minutes while I go do a guided meditation? Yeah. I'm like, but now it's like, if I was taking a shower, you'd have to leave me alone for 15 yeah. minutes. And I'm like, yeah. I might as well just do it. But yeah. then it falls into one of those weird things. Once again, as men, I don't know why we just feel uncomfortable saying we're doing nice things for ourselves with our own time. I admit. Feels I, weird. It's Th- hard. It's it's hard to say, like, I'm treating myself in yeah, some way. Yeah, because I don't know what that... Like, if we were to just be like, I'm just going to go get myself a, a steak dinner. Just by myself. I'm just going to go sit. I'm just going to go read a book in the park. People would be like, you okay? You're like, But for some reason, we've just been conditioned to be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm allowed to just go. I'm a grown-ass yeah. adult male. I'm allowed to go and meditate for 15 minutes. But you say it to your girl, and you're like, I'm just going to go... Meditate for, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, like, I go to the, I, when the weather gets a little warmer, I'll go to the beach, like, at least, try to go at least once a week and, yeah. and go by myself if I have to. And I remember being like, telling someone that to like, what do you do at the beach by yourself? And I'm like, I don't know. I like read or I smoke yeah. weed or I swim or I just sit there. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God. And, and, I, and I said to someone, I'm like, I just don't feel good unless I get some sunshine and some beach time in each week. And then they were like, oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, that's your church. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That is, I, I was not, I was cop like, oh, going to the beach rules. But I would never think, you know, I feel better as a person if I get to go to the beach. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I got to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, they, like, there's so many free things you can do that make you feel nice. And I know everyone- And they're all individually dependent. Like, everyone yep. has something different that they do. Yep. And the funny thing is, is when you realize, like, you start meditating and you're like, ooh, I, 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 you don't know if you can, like, quantify why you're feeling better, but you're like, overall, I feel better. And then you're like, fuck, what would happen if I did this for the three years I was feeling like shit? Yeah, like so much like retroactively looking back now when I'm like, I wasn't really angry about that thing. I was angry about this other thing, but this thing led me to here. Either way, I'm here now. I mean, you can always look back and be like, fuck, if I'd started stand-up 10 years earlier, where would I be right now? If I would have went to NYU instead of a college outside of the city, I could have, like, you easily do all that. Yeah. everyone's path is their path. Like, for example, like, I, I thought I was depressed about how my career was going when I wasn't exercising or taking care of myself or eating healthy and I was yeah. drinking all the time and smoking weed all the time. I was like, oh, I'm depressed because my career is not going well. I'm coping. Twenty nine. That's say, let's say that's 2018. 2019, I uh, start therapy. I start exercising again. All this stuff. I train for half marathons. I get scuba certified. All these like events that I've always been dreaming of doing. I do them. My career is arguably the same as the year before, but I feel 75% better about oh, how absolutely. it went. And then I'm like, oh, it's not about, it's not about anything. It's no. about me. It's about internally yeah. how I feel. And 
once you start feeling better inside, the other shit just starts falling in place. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, because yeah. you're making fun decisions that are good for you in a weird way. You're that making you don't them from know. a place of like uh, you're not making them from a desperate place. No, where, like I feel like this will be the thing that saves me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. Like this. Okay, this choice I'm making now. If if I don't get this job that pulls me out of the fucking awful rut I'm in. Yeah. Like this will be the thing that, and then you put all this weight on. If I get Kano, my whole life will be better. Yeah. And then. But if you're going, my life's amazing. Hopefully I get Kano and it gets slightly more amazing. Yeah. That's a whole nother vibe to have. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of the times you forget what's around you. You're just so focused on in front of you. Like yes. we're in the same boat. It's like, I got a great girl. I'm in a great apartment. I've got my fucking health. No one I know in my family has passed away right. in a fucked way. Like I've yeah. got, if I was to count my blessings, they way outweigh this Kano thing. <laughs> I just... In your, which is a dangerous thing again that we refer to it as leveling up or a destination like right. well if I get this it's going to be this and I can tell you the biggest comedian right now probably wishes he was fucking Brad Pitt Brad Pitt probably wishes he was Bon Jovi right. no one at any level is like I'm here right I'm happy I'm here oh and that's part of what you know like you can get a, it can get a little cloudy between like bitterness and ambition you yes. know like it is good to want more yeah but I think I think it's good to want more. It's bad to be upset if you don't get more. Is yeah. that like way? That's way too many words. But you know what I'm no, trying to say. No, I know what you yeah, mean. It's yeah. almost like, and maybe I don't. Maybe you've done it. We all have. I've stopped doing it over the past three months, and the change has been so huge. I've just stopped shitting on people who are doing better than me for no reason. Right, fellow comedians. When I see him on a marquee, and I'm like. Oh, this fucking hack. Just because oh. he opens the... <laughs> no, okay, you... Crystalia, another yeah. Netflix special? Come yeah. on. <laughs> you're like, well, I do like it. I think he's funny. Yeah. Why the fuck am I mad? Yeah. I don't even... I'm not even trying to get a Netflix stand-up no. special. No. And I'm like, he wasn't chosen over me. Yeah. Why do I care that he's... Yeah. And, and the guy's fucking great. Yeah. I see that when I'm like, oh, blah and blah got JFL. And then I'm like, they literally asked you to submit and you said no. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, if you're going to look at it like that, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, fine. Yeah, if you want to blame me, I can see how that does make absolute yeah. sense. Yeah, like if I'm, <laughs> if I'm going to take accountability for myself, and then it's like, like because uh, my agent brought this up with me, and this is probably why everyone will start seeing me posting a lot more. If you ever went to my Instagram page, you would have no fucking idea I'm a stand-up comedian. I don't post photos of me on stage. I don't post videos. I don't leave my flyers up. And let's talk about this because part of it is that shit of like. Uh, I don't want to do anything nice for myself and self-promotion is like yeah. oh my god people think I'm a wanker because I'm ripping on people who do that and then dude, I'm like you've dude, just lost wait, this so guy much. just this just got too real I just talked about this with a friend I'm like I need to stop shitting on other people's mm. social media stuff because I think I need to do a little bit of it. Yep, we all do. And now I'm going on tour and I'm like trying to sell tickets and I'm like, um, so I just tweeted about the show yesterday. I should wait two more days. It's like, yeah. no, I'm literally talking about my fucking salary. I'm yeah. talking about like yeah. my, my bag and I'm interrupting getting the bag because I'm afraid that someone's going to go, Jesus Christ, Gabrus really wants people to go to Philadelphia to see him do yeah. his podcast. And I'm like, yeah. wait, no, people... And then you then you tweet about something like you're like I can't keep promoting this show. And then you tweet about it, and someone responds, "Oh shit, I'm getting tickets. I had no idea." Yep. And you're like, "Fuck, I yeah. guess I have to do this." Yeah, yeah. It's so funny you say that. Yeah. And, and, and that above all things, I'd rather 
I got a pedicure this uh, last year. Nice. I'd rather do that. I'm more comfortable saying I'm getting a pedicure than I am saying, "Hey, can you guys watch this short yes. film I made?" <laughs> yeah, it, there's some, there's just something so weird that when you post something and it doesn't immediately pop, you're like, "Fuck, I better delete this now, and get it off." I do that with tweets or a photo I'll think is cute, I'll put it up, and then if I don't immediately get showered with validation, I'm like, "Oh fuck, I hope no one I like saw that," or having famous friends, and you're like, "Oh god, I hope no yeah. one with." Cloud yeah. saw that fucking thing. Like, oh, I don't know if they liked it yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do I care? Yeah. And we don't. And the thing is, you don't have to care, but you do have to do it for your career. Like, we have to post to get people to shows, to listen to podcasts, to see yeah. our short films. It's, or as we as we learn, like out, we're making a lot of our money outside of the official business, like between podcasting, um, going on tour, stand up gigs around town. Yeah. And that's all shit that self started. And you have to self-market. Like, there's yep. not someone that's doing it for you. It's not like you're on NBC's Superstore and there's a department. Every yeah. single cast member of the show Superstore, which is in its fifth season or whatever, tweets, hey, new Superstore yep. this Thursday. Please watch. And I don't look at them. I don't look at my friend Colton Dunn and go, the fuck is this guy promoting a show? I'm like, that's cool. He's got a show. He's promoting. It's yeah. like, I don't care when he's... It makes total... And it, that's NBC. You, like, <laughs> I have tw- I have 40,000 followers. I'm not going to swing NBC's ratings, but yeah. it is something you got to do. Like, you, you have just, to. Yeah. Because people... That's the way people communicate now. Like, unfortunately, if you feel dumb saying that about yourself, that's unfortunately how people find out. Like, yeah. I, I, I always like, I'm hesitant to like tweet about my podcast. I'm like, people know about it at this point. But then I'll tweet it about it, and someone will be like, "Oh shit, I love this guest you had. I had no idea you even had a podcast." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So that is literally what it. happened yesterday with you and this podcast because I was like. Oh, let me go on his page because obviously he's got photos with the guests he's had on, and then there was none of it. And then I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, obviously, well, obviously, High and Mighty has its own page then." And then I went look over there. I was like, "Nah." Okay. And then I went on and then I found the website. I clicked on it, and then I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, Dave Ross on. I love Dave Ross." <laughs> and then I listened to the whole episode. I was like, "I mean, it took a fucking hike to find it, but I really and that's like all it my own like." I, I used to have a note here that said, take a picture with the guest, but I hate getting my picture taken, so I'm not going to put anyone Bro, else through Bro, we're taking a photo after this Oh, we one. have to. We have to. Now. <laughs> we're going to have to take a selfie together. Yeah. Um, it's humiliating. Can't let anyone know about right, it. No, but- no. Because you feel weird asking to take... That's another thing I started doing. I was like, I don't have any memories with my friends saved because I never just do this. Hey, man, let's take a photo. The other thing is, I hated getting my photo taken at growing up because my mom would just be like, stand over. Like, there's a thousand pictures, t- this three boy shit, of me and my two brothers standing in front of random signs on our vacations yeah. where it's just like, we're all miserable in our button down shirts, clearly on our way to whatever <laughs> dinner they had, like, whatever Ruth's Chris is in this Bahamas hotel. And it's just the three of us standing in front of a sign that says, like, the blank hotel. And we're just like, miserable. Yeah. And my mom ruined photos for me. But now it's like, I think I have to start doing yeah. it. Yeah. Because you look back. And you'll be like, God, I remember that was a fun night. I'm glad I have something that puts me back in that spot. Or when here's the real kicker: when someone texts you or tags you or DMs you in a picture that you're in with them, and you're like, "Thank God you took this." Yes. And then I'm like, "Wait, I could take these. Yes, I could make this. Yeah. I'm so happy someone got a photo of us at this moment. I could have been the guy that got a photo of us. Yeah. In that moment, I could I have had this. I won't do it. Mm. And another thing that hinders on your career, especially in entertainment." 
If you're out of sight, you are literally out of mind. They won't think you. There are so many things I've gotten because someone will be like, oh, I saw you post up that funny video on your story. And I was like, shit, you'd be good for this. And then my friend was looking for a guy to play a douchebag. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, you. And then here you are, fucking three grand up shooting a film. And yeah. then you're like, oh, thank God I posted that silly little stupid thing that really didn't matter. Well, I, I, I can see it as a consumer too when all of a sudden you're like, wow, so-and-so is really killing it. And then you're like, wait, no, I only know that because I keep seeing so-and-so yeah. show up in my timeline. Yeah. I'm like, how do I fake? And then the, you get that fucking actor grind shit, which I hate, but <laughs> but I mean, I need to do. And that's, yeah. that's the shit that breaks my heart is like, do I need to be the guy that's like out here auditioning? Like picture of the trailer, picture of the script. That's not me at all. Yeah, you but, can do it. You can 100% on board with it. You don't need to fucking let everyone know you're going to a general meeting, but you can take a photo if you're on set with your friend shooting something that's really fun that someone that's you my know rule. That's in. my rule, too. If there's a pro... I hate saying, like... I hate when people are like, big callback today. Give yeah. me the I'm like, no. Show me the finished product yeah. or a shot from set or something yeah. like show that. Show me your trailer. Don't show me you doing... Don't take photos of scripts and be like... Ugh, big day of auditions. It's like, we're all doing the same thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's brutal. Um, but I feel, I'm pumped now. I'm like inspired to be, 2020 is our fucking year. Bro, like. this is the year it's okay to feel shit, 100% fucking talk about it. You got permission from two of the bigger ball busters I know, me and Lo. Yeah. And we're telling you, do things that make you feel good, that don't hurt other people. If it's a silly thing that you're like, I really like putting my feet in uh, in warm water in my tub and reading for a half an hour. Fucking start doing yes. it, man. Mm. There's a chance that we're fucking nuked this month. <laughs> and if not nuked yep. this month, there's a chance the sun sets us all on fire yeah. in the next decade. Mm. Are you going to look back on your life and go, thank God I never meditated? <laughs> yeah. know? Like, it's no. so easy to be kind and smile at your own life. Yeah. So I'm going to start just marinating in that shit this year. Let's just be fucking choose happiness and let's just get after it. Fuck yeah, my man. Lowy, what do you got to plug here, bud? Um, this will probably come out in like a week or two. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a benefit show at the Novo Theatre downtown for the Australian Fires. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's got Joe Rogan, Jim Jeffries, and Whitney Cummins on it. I'm just Hell helping yeah. getting it up and running. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to be hosted by my mate Monty Franklin. Fucking great comic. He really helped pull this thing together. So that's happening on the 26th, with the, which is Australia Day. Oh, 26th of January. Yeah, 26th yeah. of January. Uh, so I feel like coming out to that, tickets are all going towards uh, the animals who have been injured and the firefighters who have sort of fucking lost everything, the poor fuck. Jesus so. Christ, I know. It's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys want to come out to that and uh, you know, all, all the dollars are going towards a good thing and you get to have a laugh doing it. So Hell yeah, let's crack. do that. Come out there. And then what, what's your social media where people can see pictures of you on set? See me <laughs> and this selfie of Gabrus I'm about to take. Uh, at Lowy Live is all my social handles don't go to lowylive.com I forgot to renew it and now it's a Japanese porn site uh, well I'll go to it <laughs> <laughs> don't go to this website it's porn okay <laughs> sure man wink <laughs> uh, just uh, Lowy that's you culturally appropriate <laughs> yeah yeah that was my bad <laughs> 
<laughs> I made Japanese porn. It's Australian made Japanese porn. It's very complicated. Um, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Uh, guys, do yourselves a favor and take some time out of the day for yourself. You're going to be happier in the long run, especially if you're like an older family man dude who's got like life work stress, family stress. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take 20 minutes for yourself every day. Isn't that right, Arthur? Isn't that, this is the fucking king of self-care. Look. Let me sleep nine hours a day <laughs> and then go to bed at night <laughs> and sleep nine hours a night. <laughs> uh, Loey, this was such a blast, dude. Thanks, uh, January 26th, No Vote Theater. Get out there. And if you can't make the show, look up the cost of the tickets and just donate that straight to the charity. Also if a you're feeling, Yeah, yeah. That's exactly... I'm either going to go to the show or donate... Maybe both. Whoa. <laughs> I've got the money because <laughs> I'm married to a successful woman. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.